The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Anyway, John Farty, good morning. Hello, there'll be no talk of that here. I'm here for the light, entertaining You're here for the entertainment and you and I both have watched Arnold. Yes, and I think we've both enjoyed it. Enormously. You see, this is a three-parter on Netflix called Arnold. And the thing is that it made me realise this guy is very unique. I mean, it's such an unusual life story and we see it over three episodes. He was born in Tal in rural Austria. Like, think about this for a career arc. And falls in love with bodybuilding uh, and becomes Mr. Universe, then decides he's going to become the biggest box office star in the world and does, then decides, possibly having married into the Kennedys, he's going to be a politician and becomes governor of California. It's bizarre. And he's very charming. I mean, you know, the joke is... You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger was the biggest actor in the world and he was a terrible actor, which I kind of agree with. You know, he's not a good actor. And the joke about his best part was playing a robot in Terminator. That's true. Yeah, but at the same time, when you go to things like Twins, where his comedic uh, talent became evident with uh, Danny DeVito. DeVito. And and in fact, his humour comes across in all the episodes. Yeah, I mean, he is very funny and very charming. And it's a strange mix of being incredibly confident and and just thinking, you know, the sun sets on him, but also having a nice bit of, you know, self-effacement and stuff, which I hadn't expected yeah. at all. He comes across very warm. So let me bring you a flavour of okay. this warmth. And, and, you know, I'm supposedly a movie buff, supposedly, but there were some things I didn't realise. Firstly, if you remember in the 80s, him and Stallone were the two action movie stars. They were trying to outblow up each other, you know? And it turns out they really kind of hated each other, but that antagonism was very important for their careers. We couldn't even stand to be in the same room. People had to separate us. Dylan! We were competing about everything. You son of a bitch. The body being ripped and oiled up. What's the matter? Who's more vicious, who's more tough? He goes, come on, Stallone kills 15, I'm going to kill 30. Who uses bigger knives? Stick around. Who uses bigger guns? Sly and I were at war. He wanted to be number one. Unfortunately, he got there. (laughs) Without Stallone, I maybe wouldn't have been as motivated in the 80s to do the kind of movies that I did and to work as hard as I did. Yeah, because when you think of the kind of movies they played, it was all about the body, whether it was Rambo yeah. um, or, or what was it? First Commando. Blood, uh, yeah. oh, First, Blood. Yeah. First Blood's actually not a bad film. The Rambo franchise kind of got away. Yeah. It started, anyway, I'm I met them both actually at the launch of Planet Hollywood. Do you remember the, on the Sense of Evening Screen? You don't get this there? from other presenters on News Talk. This <laughs> yeah. is impressive. How was that? Well, it was grand. I mean, I sat down with uh, Slide Stallone, just had a chat with him while we were ready yeah. to do whatever had to be done. And um, Arnold, you know, he's 6'2". He's a big guy. Yeah. Sly is not. He's, yeah. you know, 5'9"-ish, yeah. you know, but on screen, he's big. But charismatic in their presence, yeah? And both kind of Nice guys. <laughs> you know, okay. Once they went on stage, of course, they, yeah. you know, the, the superstardom yeah. 
glowed. The, the uh, switch flipped. Now, now, he actually is quite honest about his own ruthlessness in ways, isn't he? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that he wanted to be the best at everything he did. And a lot of it seems to go back to his childhood. He's also quite honest about the unpleasant childhood that he had in lots of ways. His father, and he's quite moving about this, was one of what he called the slew of broken Austrians who came home from World War II. He had PTSD, he drank too much and he was very violent with him and his brother. And he thinks that that instills something in him to survive. And his father was, you know, he wanted to hang out with these, you know, he saw yeah. his son. And he does compare his resilience to his brother, who was not resilient. Who was, and, and you'll see something tragic happens to his brother in the course of the documentary. But his father was mystified by the young Arnold who wanted to put on body oil and hang out with these men in the Austrian woods yeah. and lift, you know, weights. This was not what a soldier wanted to see. Yeah. And, and, so, and his mother, you know, she expected him to have pinups of females on the wall. Instead, he has these greasy bodies of yeah. blokes and on at, the wall. And she's that, getting... You know, concerned. Time, in 50s Austria, that was not the thing to do. Yeah. I like to look at the guys on the wall, he said. <laughs> Sorry, it's a bad Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. I just said I'd give it a go. A, a text coming in. I thought this documentary on Arnold was absolutely fantastic and very honest and entertaining. He has such a positive mindset. Unfortunately, that couldn't change anything when he became the governor and his political career ended in total failure. For all his brilliant achievements and ending up marrying American royalty, he couldn't keep his trousers zipped and he had a child with the hired help. Marriage over. He looks sad and lonely at home on his ranch with his donkeys. Um, he didn't quite end up in failure in California because he pointed out those ecological initiatives. Yeah. Um, he began and long before the world it became popular. Over. I think that one of the most interesting things in this is to see his political career because the narrative is it all kind of ended in defeat, but it wasn't quite like that. He was very successful for a time. You know, I sound like a politician, but the global economic downturn came and he, I don't think he had much of a chance. What really killed his career, though, was when it turned out that he had, as your texter pointed out, fathered the child with the nanny or the home help as they euphemistically cause it. I have a clip of that. He One thing you have to pay uh, service to is he is quite honest about his mistakes. The, re- the reason why I really feel reluctant talking about it is just because every time I do it opens up the wounds again. And And I think that that I have caused enough pain for my family because of my you know, because of that everyone had to suffer. Maria had to suffer, the kids had to suffer. Joseph, his mother, everyone. I'm gonna have to live with it the rest of my life. I mean, you know, people will remember my successes and they will also remember those failures. It's a major failure. I mean, I had failures in the past, but, you know, in my career, but I mean, this is like a whole different ballgame. This is like a whole different dimension of failure. And that's the honesty you're talking Mm. about. Yeah. And he does cut kind of a lonely figure towards the end. He's in this mansion. He's driving tanks at one stage. Yeah. He's smoking a cigar. Always a cigar in the garden. Yeah, always. But he's he's alone, it seems. Yeah. And he's honest about that. Mm. One thing that was very interesting about his acting career, he, whatever money he was making as a bodybuilder and so on, he, he 
turned that into millions through real estate investments. Yeah. So when it came to the movies, he didn't want to take bit parts. Yeah. He, he held out for the big ones. Very clever businessman. He had money in the bank, so he didn't have to take the crap as he saw it, you know. And this was an age when, you know, coming off Dustin Hoffman and Al Pacino, he was the antithesis of that, yeah. you know. Uh, but you, you got to admire him. You really do, you know. Yeah, and, and you know, the acting class who'd all done the Lee Strasberg courses in New York and they looked at this big Australian lump and And didn't want to act with him. No, and they hated it because he was the biggest box office draw in the world and he got a lot of heat for that. But you know what? He's having the last laugh on it because as I say, for about five years, he was the biggest cinematic draw. If his name was above a thing, people watched Mm. it. Uh, He's all about bodybuilding and he said straight out that he took all the performing in drugs (laughs) going at the time. Uh, which is very interesting. But then he wasn't, he was only building his body. He wasn't running 100 metres. No, that's true. That's true. And they apparently weren't technically illegal at the time because there was no system to detect them. So it, I'm not sure if it was even illegal at the time. That's a, that's a grey area though, mm. you know. Another one. I also really enjoyed Arnold, as says a texter. Very honest. He practised visualisation mm. before it became a phenomenon that it is today. Yeah, he, you know, he dreamt it and, th- and then made it reality. You know, it, it, it is a worthy watch. And you know what? To have a documentary he's front and centre you could argue is he honest enough or whatever but it's better to have him in it than a gang of you know people who are backbiting about him and not have him yeah. in it. so I think it works Rory says watch Arnold in the aftermath really good acting in that movie oh yeah n- n- not bad not bad not you bad. know the bizarre thing which comes across in it is when he was cast in Terminator the original person cast or what they wanted was O.J. Simpson but the studio said no why because he wasn't believable as a killer <laughs> Dear, oh dear. All right. Um, and of course, he, he was acquitted as charged, as yeah. you remember. Yes, indeed. Uh, but not in the civil court. No. All right. John Fardy. Um, oh, Presenter of Screen Time yeah, this Saturday quickly. at six o'clock. Podcast tomorrow. The great Mark Cousins on his new Alfred Hitchcock movie. And a delightful kids movie, Puffin' Rock and the New Friends. The Pat Kenny Show. With Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am. On News Talk.